1: I mean, no one comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. They'll be calling this the save.
0: The words that DC fans have been waiting to hear since 1974 the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that?
1: The only thing else I got to say is, how about them
0: cowboys? Yeah. Yeah. Hello everyone, welcome to Huddle Up Podcast. Live here on our Facebook page, it is Wednesday, September 5th, 2018. We have a great show tonight, tons to talk about, including the pigskin machine is back to fully operational. But first, our show is brought to you by... QB 54 football season is here and it's time to get ready for tailgate parties and weekend pregames with the best game that money can buy. Go to playqb54.com, use promo code podcast to get 20% off of your order. Again, playqb54.com, use promo code podcast to get 20% off of your order. Get in the game today. Week number two here for the boys from Huddle Up. And uh, we got Dave on the line. Dave, how you doing this week, buddy?
1: Jim, we're we're doing well. It's uh, college footballs in gear, and we got uh, the, the NFL machine starting. And can't wait for my Panthers to be one to
0: zero. We will get there, but I would not be shocked if that happens. If you're following along with us on the live video, make sure you give it a like and a share. Get as many people in here as possible. Um, still no Sean this week. We're trying to get him back. He's uh, he's pretty busy, but I'm sure throughout the season we'll get him to uh, check in with us. I'm going to get his uh, his NFL predictions, um, so he will uh, you know at least stay up to date and current with us um, as we uh, go throughout out the uh, season. Um, again, like, and share the video, make sure you subscribe to us, following us on our social media. You're are, have already found our Facebook page. Make sure you're following us on Twitter as well. Uh, and you can still get into our college football pick'em group. Uh, you may not be able to beat us for the entire year, but you can go week to week with us by going to tinyurlcom huddle up pick again. That is is slash huddle up pick Uh, Dave, real quick, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time. Uh, in the college world this week, just because it is NFL Week One, we are less than twenty-four hours away uh, from the NFL season. Um, but l- just a-, a real quick glance back um, to- from Week Number One, uh, there's as there is, and there there will be this for the NFL this coming. Uh, well, I guess Tuesday for NFL. Um, but what it, what what do you think is probably the maybe the biggest overreaction? to something in week number one of college football? Uh,
1: that's, that's quite a – I mean, overreaction is probably the, the biggest overreaction to anything, as dumb as a statement that is. But, I mean, you have LSU that looked really – against a uh, Miami team that was, uh, was pretty weak uh, the second half of last year, but a lot of people were talking about that game. Um, obviously, the, the Notre Dame victory – Um, over Michigan, Uh, I I think the biggest thing coming out of the Notre Dame victory over Michigan, which we won't spend too much time on because we don't need to hear you gloat.
0: um, I can't gloat on this one. The wife listens to it. I'm just
1: going to keep talking over you because I'm sure you'll get your Notre Dame piece in at some point, but I also want to save you from your wife. (laughs) Um, But the the, the biggest thing about the Notre Dame victory, uh, my takeaway um, watching the whole game there, uh, it it was not about Notre Dame in that game. My, My takeaway was how bad Michigan's offense is. Now the question is: Is that something that is attributed to the Notre Dame defense, or is that a sign of how bad the offense is? And personally, I think it's how bad the offense is. Um, we touched on that on the show last week. That I didn't know. Think Harbaugh knew what system to run. You can argue that the majority of Michigan's points um, are attributed to not the offense. There, I mean, you got the special teams touchdown there. Um, that's one of them for sure. But I mean, what, what did Michigan's offense really do? I mean. You have that great defense, and I mean it's kind of equivalent to to Jalen Hurst the past couple of years down in down in Alabama. That uh, as a quarterback, you just got to move the ball, take care of it, and eventually kick a couple field goals, and you win the game because your defense is that darn good. And they couldn't do that. Um, other big story to me is is what is Nick Saban going to do with these quarterbacks? Uh, Tua looks phenomenal, and Jalen Hurts looked exactly like we've trashed him for the past couple <laughs> of weeks or past couple of years. He he is not a prospect
0: quarterback well one um, one say thing the least one thing you don't want to do is ask Nick Saban uh cuz he definitely gave his opinion uh to um the reporter there ask. for ESPN <laughs> I mean yeah but what, what I mean what else do you expect from from Nick Saban I mean it like I I'm not necessarily justifying um him snapping at a reporter like that but in the same time I, I you know, I think those questions are are better suited for um, post game presser or or the presser for the ne- for the coming week. But I, I think you saw Nick Saban uh, being Nick Saban, and 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 I, I would have expected nothing less. Quite honest. Again, not justifying it, um, but it, but it's Nick Saban.
1: Yeah, Jim, I agree with that. But I mean, at, at the same time, if this, is, if this isn't God Nick Saban here, and this is. Um, James Franklin at Penn State or Urban Meyer, what's the media's reaction to it then? I mean, it, it's just kind of a hush hush story for some reason, but since uh since it's Nick Saban, but if this is one of your other coaches that tated, um, I mean, what happens then? What happens if it's Les Miles? Uh I can't even think of another good one. I mean, what happens if it's uh Kelly there? I mean the well, story is mean, normally out it, of
0: proportion. If it, if it's Brian Kelly, I mean if if Brian Kelly's doing anything but like softly, gently uh you know whispering to his players he gets crucified um you know if it's if it's uh Urban Meyer now he's probably getting crucified probably not before uh this year but that that'll come to uh to play out as the season goes on um for me Dave my my biggest overreaction um that 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 I observed from people uh post week 1 is just and 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 again you you you're going to get it with the NFL as well is the Um, you know, like blank is the best ever or blank should be fired, uh, arguments like that. I mean, I it's, it's silly. It's, it's week one you're dealing with kids you're dealing with, and this, this goes back to, and, and I, and I harp on it every year, so I'm not going to make a long winded response to it, but, but preseason rankings are just, um, stupid they're, they're, they're stupid they, they, they mean they truly mean nothing I think college football shouldn't have rankings until um, at least into October because um, it, it, it they're based on last year and a perceived um, evaluation of what a incoming class and group of kids, should or could look like they're they're silly so you know the 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 the, you know blank is the best coach ever we're gonna win a national title because you know we we did this against so and so on in week one or you know this coach is worthless he should be fired and shown the door we shouldn't even have brought him back this year stuff like that after week one is 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 i think just a silly overreaction and it happens every year um Let's look at. There's there's really only two games, and we, we can kind of buzz through these uh, fairly quick. Again, we the, the, the it's more about the NFL this week in week one. Also, the fact that um, this is a pretty pretty terrible uh, week as it comes to uh, college games. Uh, you know, it's back. College football's back, but it's not uh, not a great slate. If you want to call in and discuss anything with us, you can do that four zero one three four seven zero six one three use pin two nine three one two when prompted again four zero one three four seven zero six one three and then use pin two nine three one two it's also on our social media posts both on Twitter and Facebook at huddle up podcast uh Dave the the first of the two games Saturday at 3 30 p.m on CBS number three Georgia goes into number 24 South Carolina. The over under in this one is set at 55. Georgia comes in as a nine point favorite. Um, you know, it's cute. South Carolina is ranked. Um, but I, 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 there's, I, I, I think nine is, uh, I I would say even low. I'm going to, I, I'm going to take Georgia and I'm going to run with it. Um, just as they probably will on Saturday, Georgia, easy.
1: Well, anytime you're running with something, it's probably the wrong side. So I'm going to take South Carolina with the points, but I'm going to take Georgia on the win straight up. So um, Georgia heading into this hostile territory for the first time with this football team, uh, just uh, I don't want to say upset alert here, but I think this is going to be a, a tougher win, and um, I think the South Carolina football team is fairly decent. Um, however, I don't think they're, they're going to be a – I think they're going to give Georgia a little trouble, but I don't think that it's enough to put them on an upset alert, if that makes sense. But Georgia by a touchdown.
0: I mean, this isn't a game we're going to preview, but upset alert. After what you saw with the Nittany Lions last week, I think going into Pitt could be a little little troublesome, don't you?
1: Well, Jim, I'll tell you a little secret here. Um, definitely upset alert. Potentially Penn State cannot stop the run. However... Um, I made one preseason college football bet, and that was I took Wisconsin against Penn State in the game of the year for a large sum of money. So um, the more Penn State can lose, the better value I'm going to get on this. So bring it on.
0: (laughs) There you go. Uh, The other um, what I would consider big game this weekend, number 17, USC goes to number 10, Stanford. Stanford, five and a half point favored the over under set at 56 and a half I think that number's too high I I you know Stanford's not your traditional pac 12 team USC I don't think is as great as we've seen uh, I think they're better than they were last year but I, I don't think they're they're what we had come to know USC football to be uh, I am going to take Stanford I think it's going to be close this one seems to be close fairly often um and, and should be a a, a pretty good pac 12 tilt uh here in the early going of the season
1: Jim I agree with you on Stanford here I think this number is actually a little low um I, I, I like Stanford to cover here um I I think that uh Stanford passed the early test with San Diego State last week and uh USC get, had uh, all that they wanted from Bowling Green however they got their act together in the second I think it was Bowling Green no it was UNLV sorry about that um UNLV last week uh so I think uh you have some potential here that uh USC figured it out in the second half and could get their act together here, but uh I, I think Stanford's a better ball club this year. And uh they they got the, the Heisman candidate running back there and uh I I think they'll be fine in this one. I wouldn't be surprised with a with the home piece and everything that they get the double digit win.
0: Yeah, and that one uh is Saturday night, eight thirty PM on Fox. Um so that's the, uh, that's the big game over on Fox this weekend. I'm not even sure where game day is. I'm not sure where, what the primetime game on ABC is this week, uh, which tells you all you need to know about this Saturday slate. I think I did see uh, Notre Dame at 34 and a half favorite over ball state. Um, don't, don't take the points on that. I know they looked good, but, uh, Just as the uh, eternal pessimist, I will say that that will be uh, that'll be under thirty four points victory. I would love to see it over.
1: Don't lie, grab those points and run (laughs) to the bank. (laughs) All right,
0: right, let's, Dave. Let's move on to the NFL. I I highlighted four games uh, for the weekend, and then we will uh, we'll talk about our season predictions. If there's uh, any other games that you want to that you want to hit on from a uh, you know, from like a gambling standpoint or, or, or giving anybody some uh, some pointers, feel free to do that. Uh, the first game, though, obviously uh, is is the one all eyes will be on tw- uh, 24 hours from now, less than 24 hours till kickoff, uh, and that is the Atlanta Falcons traveling to uh, Lincoln Financial Field where the – and I, I still can't believe that, that this is a thing that we have to say. The defending Super Bowl – Don't say two, it. Don't say it. I – I got to be fair. I got to be fair. and it, I'm you're, ol- not, you're not – you, you just don't have to call anyone else that. You don't have to say it. I, just, the city's fine. I'm going to be fair. The Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, as they raise their first Super Bowl banner in their franchise's history uh, tomorrow night, the Eagles are a two-point favorite. The over-under is set at 45. Uh, of course, that one uh, is at 820 uh, kickoff time on NBC. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of question marks, I think with the Eagles, at least as the season starts, I think when they get to full strength, I think when they get, uh, you know, Wentz back and, and they, you know, actually all the pieces start getting plugged in because like a lot of teams, you know, you play very vanilla in the preseason and you, uh, you know, sit some guys out, because you know they feel the slightest bit of uh, tightness in a hamstring or in their back or something during the during camp and during workouts, so we haven't really seen anything uh, as to what this Eagles team could be. But there are some questions, obviously, you know where where and when and and how healthy will Carson Wentz when he gets back on the field? Nick Foles is expected to start tomorrow night. Um, you know, and uh, the 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 MVP of the Super Bowl. Um, uh, so I, I think the Eagles win here. Um, I think that that two number is 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 pretty close. Um, I mean, if if the Eagles actually win by two, I, I you know would would be surprising, or even by one. I, I think it's a, you know between a field goal and a touchdown. I, I just there's going to be a lot of emotion in in tomorrow night's game when, with the ceremonies and all of that stuff, and looking back to what that team did a year ago. But I, 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 I do think that the Eagles are the better team. Um, and, and, and it's going to be close. It's going to be back and forth. But I think they'll get the edge. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that it is, and you are working with home field advantage.
1: Jim, i got to give you credit. That was a uh, pretty good preview there. I,
0: every so often the, the hammer hits the nail on the head. But you missed the prediction. I mean, you got that
1: completely wrong. What do you mean? Atlanta Falcons come into Philadelphia and they win this game.
0: <laughs> are the, you just? They, they have
1: they have playoff revenge from last year. the The line has moved six points based on the playoff game last year. The Eagles were three point underdogs, three three and a half underdogs. They're two two and a half favorites, roughly. So roughly five six point line move. What has changed between the two teams in, in, in the? since that line has moved six points. What's warranted that six-point move? Absolutely nothing. The, the Eagles are going to have all the extra emotion, distraction of the banner raising. The um, Falcons are going to have all the extra motivation from playoff revenge and everything. Give me the Falcons straight up by a touchdown. The wow. Eagles are going to be the only team in the NFL with a loss 24 hours from now. Pending Trooper Bowl champions or not, they are going down tomorrow night.
0: Wow. Served.
1: Side note, I love Calvin Ridley this year.
0: Served up hot, that take. Served up hot. All right, Dave, the game that I think you and I will be paying close attention to this weekend, um, Sunday, 425 25 p.m. on Fox. My cowboys, your panthers i and I, I if if memory serves and this is a little there's a little test of the the memory bank if memory serves I think the last time these two teams played um was was it the Thanksgiving game when when you guys just absolutely wiped the the cowboys stadium turf with the cowboys
1: all I know is Romo had two touchdowns passes to Luke and I was. It was probably the best Thanksgiving of my life. I will just throw that out there, and it was uh, probably the most profitable Thanksgiving I've ever had. So um, um,
0: there was
1: absolutely no doubt that we were not uh, losing that game, and you were extremely confident in the Cowboys. And the only thing that would have made that Thanksgiving better is if we could have shared a Thanksgiving dinner together with that game on TV.
0: Yeah, that uh, that would have been interesting to say the least. I mean, it was in terms of color rush uniforms. That was probably one of the prettiest uniform uh, combo matchups uh, in the history of the NFL and their color rush. Although I will say this, and I can't remember if, if, if I mentioned it last week, I was so happy, Dave, to see the Panthers finally unleash what is, and this is not even debatable anymore, the best uniform combo in the NFL. And if they don't use it at least once in the regular season this year, it will be a shame if they don't if they don't bust it out again but it was those electric blue jerseys with the black pants like it was a, it was a Madden game come to life and it was a glorious thing and i hope they bust it out again i don't care i don't care if they even bust it out against the cowboys i expect the cowboys to lose this game i'm picking the panthers as as surprising as that's going to be um and, and and i'll discuss more of that when we get to our our full season preview but it is that is the best uniform combo in the NFL, hands down. Lock it up. Yeah,
1: there's, there, there, there's not the navy blue love like you, you Cowboys fans have. It, it's all about the Carolina electric blue. I'm only saying that for this. It doesn't apply for college hoops or anything. But <laughs> um, those those blues are are pretty damn sweet. Um, so yeah, I'm picking the Panthers as well. Uh, no way in hell I'm picking the Cowboys, regardless. So. <laughs> Um, just gives me some extra motivation um, to pick this. However, I will be um, pretty pretty upfront in this that I'm not real confident in it. I think Carolina's lying three at the moment. Um, no real feel in this game. Yes. Definitely won't be touching it. Um, Carolina overachieved a little bit last year, and Dallas obviously underachieved. Um, it's going to be more so of the same it, for the it,
0: Cowboys there this year.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree. But, um, I mean, my, my concerns with Carolina – generally lie within the secondary and i don't think that dallas can really exploit that no in all honesty i i I don't think that uh i don't think that dak Prescott is that great of a quarterback i think he's way over heights because of uh um because of the the offensive line he had his rookie year and i think his sophomore season was much more indicative of the the quarterback that he is i mean hell if you had the cowboys offensive line from his freshman year or freshman year in the NFL. you and I could could throw a football behind it. Granted, it wouldn't look great coming out, but we wouldn't have any grass on our jersey at the end of the game. So, um, I I I like the Panthers here. Um, but I'm I would not be surprised to see Dallas come in and uh, come in and win this game. This isn't one that I have a real good feel on. Um, I, I'm way more confident in the Falcons winning straight up than I am the Panthers. So, take that into account for any of those uh, those, those folks that uh, like to get some action down.
0: All right, let's look then at Sunday night. Uh, you have the Bears going into Green Bay, and I, I don't know if you're, and, and you can hit on this when when you uh, give your prediction for the game. I, I'm personally not a fan of um, week one divisional matchup games. I know they have to, I know they have to do it. You got to play the games uh, at, at some point, but you know it, it's it's. I, I mean, I guess it's kind of similar to in college having having you know a you know ranked versus ranked in week one. Um, it's, just, it's just kind of a hard gauge. I think it's, it's, it's a bit of absurd to put, you know, two divisional uh, teams, uh, in, in a game together week one, but we see it all the time, uh, and, and it will continue to happen. But bears at Packers Sunday night, uh, Packers a seven and a half point favorite. The over under line is 47 and a half. That one, of course, eight twenty PM NBC, uh, with the coverage. Um, I, I think the bears are going to be much improved this year. Um, obviously with the addition now of Khalil Mack, uh, is, is huge, um, for them defensively, uh, once he kind of gets integrated and set up in there. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a beast either way, but the more comfortable he gets, the better for them. Uh, I think Trubisky is going to be better. You ha- you know, have a good running game. I think Trey Burton at the tight end position is going to be really solid for him, but I think that's going to be more a tale of throughout the course of the season. I think starting week one in green Bay, uh you got to give the edge you know to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers you know Rodgers is coming back after the injury last year um i think that team has a lot to prove i think they they realize that the you know i don't, I don't want to say the window is like nearly closing but uh they want to get back to the successes they were they've had in the past and uh, you know i think they want to get it started here i think they do get it started i actually like the um you know you're taking the point i think it's going to be more than a 7 uh, seven and a half point victory. Um, I, I, just, I think week one, the Packers are a better team. How the, how will the season play out? Uh, I don't know. I think the NFC North is a very interesting division, but I like the Packers on Sunday.
1: Yeah, Jim, I like the Packers in this one as well, uh, to win straight up, but I'm not, I, I have no, I, I probably will not be touching this spread in all honesty. Um, division game week one scares me. I mean, Packers up 14 with two minutes left. Chicago walks in for, for a touchdown and the Packers really don't care per se. Um, but this game is all, this, this is going to be, a. this is one of those games that's going to tell you a lot throughout the course of the year. Um, it, it's going to give you some indication on what this Packers team really is with Rodgers back. I mean, they still are uh, a, a little iffy probably at best at both the wide receiver and the, the running back position, but they probably have one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league throwing them a the ball. So, um, how much of that is he able to overcome with his, uh, throwing ability? I don't know the answer, but that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I, I, think the Packers win this game, but, um, I would not be surprised if the Bears keep it close. I mean, the Bears have a ton of upcoming talent and I'm pretty big on the Bears this year. I think they are, are, uh, definitely moving this, this team in the right direction. However, they're in a really tough division. So, um, I, I do like the Packers in this game, but again, I'm, I'm, th- this is going to be one of those games that I'm, uh, I'm definitely watching to see how um, how these teams are going to play out throughout the course of the year and, and, and game. This is where not not putting any action on the game, but watching it for a long term perspective is probably going to be payoff uh, way greater.
0: And then the other one, Dave, that uh, looking at here for for Sunday or excuse me for Monday uh, is the Rams, a four point favorite going into Oakland. Forty nine and a half is the over under on this one. Uh, that is Monday night. This remember week one. They always do the doubleheader uh, on Monday. You have at ten twenty Eastern Time kickoff on ESPN uh, between the Rams and the Raiders. Uh, th- I mean, this one just has fun storylines like written all over it. With uh, you know Gruden going back to Oakland, the you know Khalil Mack is gone. Uh, the Rams were you know a very surprising team a year ago uh there's there, there's a lot of fun storylines within this game um f- you know for me i think the rams are the better team without a doubt uh i think that you know that they ha- have the opportunity to really surprise people and really do a lot of great things this season um but being in Oakland with with Gruden coming back, like it just it seems like there's a there's a lot of potential there for a for an upset. Um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Rams, but I'm gonna take uh, you know to win the game, but I'm gonna take Raiders to cover. I think it is going to be super close, super super close, and I would not be surprised to see the Raiders win this game.
1: Oops, sorry, Jim. had you? on mute there. Um, I, I kind of agree. I mean, I I, uh, I I I hear the the four and a half on the Rams. I think everyone's high on the Rams. Um, I saw uh, Donald was was moved to healthy today, so no injury on the the defensive player there for the Rams. Um, the the interesting piece that I'm going to be watching in this game is how is Marshawn Lynch um, for the Raiders. I mean, he was pretty. Pretty effective last year, surprisingly and quietly. He was effective once he knocked that rust off. So how is he going to be starting from the get-go here? Um, Not that the Rams are easy to move the ball on, but uh, if he has success, and I'm talking like 50, 60 yards against the Rams, that bodes well for the rest of the year. Um, So it's quiet little things like that to tell you a lot into what's going on throughout the course of the year. Um, I, I like the Rams in this one straight up. Um, I kind of did like you that. I kind of like, uh, Oakland with the points, but I'm going to sit here and wait on this and see if this doesn't creep towards six, uh, come kickoff. Cause I think the public's going to be all over the Rams and, and pushing this one up.
0: Yeah, of course that game five days away from where we are right now. Live on Wednesday night. Um, all right, Dave, um, the only other thing before we get to our predictions, obviously the the Le'Veon Bell situation in Pittsburgh is just one that is uh, uh, just changing all the time. It is getting weirder every day. It seems like uh, as of now, it appears he is he is most likely not going to play, not going to suit up for the Steelers this weekend. Um, and and uh, you know, as of late this afternoon, um, a lot of the buzz tends to 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 be around that that he won't play. Until week ten, when he's basically forced to, if he wants to become a free agent uh, after this season, um, you know. So for for fantasy football owners that uh, you know have Le'Veon Bell, you know, you, you're you're gonna have to find somebody else uh, to get in your lineup this weekend. Uh, hopefully, you have James Conner. If not, um, you know, you know, hit up hit hit, hit me up on Twitter, um, and, and and you know, try and figure something out. Uh, I'm gonna try and be more active. Uh, uh on twitter um on on sundays doing fantasy football stuff um throughout this year I did a little bit last year um uh, but for, from a, from from Le'Veon Bell's standpoint I I think you know is it the uh is it the the nicest move is he being uh, a little selfish I guess that argument's being made at least by Steelers offensive linemen. uh they're obviously not being shy if you've seen some of the things that they've said uh in in you know news interviews and things this afternoon but from Le'Veon Bell's standpoint, you're looking at a situation where he's not getting paid by the Steelers. He's not going to be back with the Steelers next year. By all accounts, the Steelers are pretty much going to run him into the ground uh, this year because they don't want him to have you know, all this high value when he leaves Pittsburgh. So you know, I, I think he's doing probably the smartest thing for him in sitting out as long as he can this year. Yeah, it's an interesting
1: situation to keep an eye on and I mean how much does does that change the dynamic of the Pittsburgh Steelers and to me it doesn't change it that much I mean this team's still going to throw the ball a lot and um, the, the the Pittsburgh Steelers really come down to how good is that defense that young young defense and that's really the key for analyzing what the Steelers are going to be this year
0: yeah it definitely is Dave um, all right let's go to the predictions the season predictions. Uh, we're gonna start in the NFC. We're gonna go just division winners. Then we're gonna give our wild card predictions out of each conference, our conference champion, and then uh, and then obviously we'll get to Super Bowl champion and, and more, uh, a little bit later on. So going to the NFC East, um, for me, as much as I hate to admit it, uh, you know, and and I've 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 alluded to it, I think the the Cowboys are in the basement. Um, from from a Cowboys fan perspective, you have. Your, your number one receiver is Alan Hearns. You have a rookie receiver that people are high on, but again, he's a rookie receiver. He's got to develop a little bit. Um, you know, you're, you're, it's your running game, and it's your offensive line. Uh, I think we're going to find out a lot about who Dak Prescott is as the quarterback of this team, um, and if he really can be the franchise quarterback and the guy that, that's going to lead them moving forward. Uh, you don't have a tight end. Jason Witten retired. So, it's kind of a shitty situation. I would – like, I'm, I'm – uh, James. What's up? One that? more
1: silence for Jason Witten, please. Thank you. Mm.
0: Now, um, for, you know, for me, I, as a Cowboys fan, and, and obviously you don't have to go into any detail about them unless you have winning the division, which I think would be crazy. Uh, I, 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 I think the Cowboys are like a five, maybe six win team. If they get to eight wins – um, I consider it a victory this year. To be a hundred percent honest, uh, as for winning the NFC East, I have the Eagles. Uh, the the Giants are a team that's probably going to compete. Uh, I think they're going to be better, obviously, with a much improved, you know, a theoretically uh, on paper, much improved run game. We got to see it actually enacted out on the field. Uh, and the Redskins, God only knows, you have Adrian Peterson and Alex Smith, so. Um, <laughs> God with you, I guess. I I have no idea. I have no idea what the Redskins are going to do. So so by by my account, it's hard to argue against the defending champs.
1: Jim, I uh I I understand what you're saying and everything, and I hope you're writing these down because uh, oh I am I, I know records? I know
0: that you won't.
1: <laughs> well, I only I only make notes of it if uh, you make another Jaguars pick. Uh, it's still looming large, except you're a year early. So. Um, it was a great pick. It just wasn't the right year. So, um, Winning the NFC East, I have the New York football Giants. I'm going out on the limb to start nice and early. Um, from all accounts, they're pretty healthy at this point. Um, the, the Giants' question is an offensive line, of course. Um, if they get any semblance of an offensive line game or anything along those lines with the wide receiving core, the, the, the depth of the running backs, the tight end that they have, uh, this should be a pretty explosive offensive team. The defense isn't half bad. Um, and the thing that factors into this is, um, and, and the reason I'm really picking the Giants is the cupcake schedule that they have. I mean, they, they are playing, uh, one of the easiest schedules in football and all it takes is splitting with the Eagles and, um, you probably go three and one if you're the Giants against the Cowboys and the Redskins combined. And, and that gives you four and two in the division and that's looking pretty good. So, um, I am going to take the Giants here. I know it's a little bit out on the limb, uh, but there's no way in heck I'm agreeing with Jim on a pick. So, uh, we'll go on Giants. <laughs>
0: All right, Dave. Let's look at the NFC North. Um, you know, for me, I, I, I look at you know a Vikings team that was that was crazy strong last year, even uh, amidst some injuries near the end of the year. Uh, I think probably the biggest thing for them, I think, was was their their quarterback play. I think you know you get Kirk Cousins. Uh, it's it. I think they probably overpaid for him a little bit, but I think he is also an improvement still. Uh, and, and you have a, a defense that was great even while banged up uh, and they pro- and they got even better they got healthy and they added pieces so um you know I think this has the potential this division to be the best division in the NFL this year I really do um but I have Minnesota at the top uh but barely Minnesota
1: Jim, I'm going to um, agree with you. This is one of the strongest divisions. I mean, to me, it's between either the the, uh, the NFC North or the NFC South. Those are the strongest two divisions in football in my eyes, top to bottom. Um, tips of scale probably goes to the NFC North just because uh, Tampa Bay's going to be a push over the first quarter of the season with Crab Lake suspended. Um, I am taking, since you took the Vikings, I'm going to take the Packers. Uh, easy as that. Jim took the Vikings, so the Packers probably win the division. Aaron Rodgers, baby. Discount, right. double check. <laughs>
0: Uh, NFC South again. Yeah, this, this this division as well. Um, super competitive. Looking at it, it was it was you know, it really was almost like a toss up, like just you know, throw a dart and, and, and which one it lands on. Um, I personally have the Saints, and I and I look at a team that uh you know great running game. Uh, I think the defense is found its identity a little bit more. Um, uh, you have you still have Drew Brees. You know, they add Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you know, to kind of you know solidify that position past, uh, you know, Drew Brees or if something happens to Drew Brees, uh, and and you know they 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 always seem to have great receivers and you know as good as Atlanta and Carolina and and Tampa Bay could be, um, you know, once like you said, once Captain Crab Legs gets back, uh, I I I just I have this feeling about the Saints that you know that. You know, it's kind of maybe one of, going to be one of those. You know, win it for Drew before he uh, before his career is over.
1: Man, picking a fifty eight year old quarterback to win the division that's pretty good, Jimmy. Bold play. So here, here is my question: What happened to Julio Jones last year?
0: I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, he was kind of invisible, wasn't he?
0: I mean, yeah, so I'm going he's, with. He's I'm not very with, good.
1: Uh, the Atlanta Falcons after they dethrone the Eagles. So the, the, the Falcons, I think, are, are the, the premier team in this division. However, I think it's going to – the, the Falcons-Saints games are going to be fun to watch because I think they might score 160 points between them, <laughs> um, especially with both games being in a Dome. Um, but I think the, the Falcons are on a mission this year. The Super Bowl, I believe, in, is in Atlanta. So um, a little extra motivation for this Falcons team, potentially – um, and I, I like, uh, Julio to bounce back. I, I, I love Calvin Ridley. Um, I think Matt Ryan, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good deal there. Although he's pretty pissed off. He can't get uh Chick-fil-A on Sundays in the Georgia dome or the Mercedes Benz or whatever the hell the name of the stadium is now.
0: Yeah. What, yeah, whatever the hell it is. Uh, the thing with the crazy roof, uh, let's go to the NFC West. Um, you know, I, I, I touched on a little bit with my uh, thoughts on the Monday night game. um, I, I still think the Rams are the best team in this division. Uh, you know, I think Seattle uh, is going to be improved. Um, I think that, you know, Arizona with you know David Johnson back and, and, you know, I think Sam Bradford will be serviceable for, for a time. I think Rosen still takes over that team. Uh, I, and then, you know, it, it's, but I still think the Rams are the best. I think the, their defense is the best. Uh, they have they have great young coaching, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, um, you know, a great, you know, great core of receivers. So I, I like the Rams to come out of the West here.
1: Jim, we agree on something, but again, that's uh, like, like us agreeing on the NFC or the AFC East. I mean, it's probably pretty black and white. So just throwing that out there. But uh, I agree with the Rams. I mean, I think the the interesting battle is going to be what happens in the NFC West next year. I mean, you have a, you have three young teams and then kind of a team that established themselves this year, but what happens in that division next year is the real question. And, and I mean, everyone is, is extremely, everyone was extremely high on San Francisco and then the Rams made all these additions and San Francisco is kind of left in the dark at the moment. Um, and a a really quiet dark horse that could challenge on this. Um, but I just think the Rams are too strong on both sides of the ball, but, uh, San Francisco is kind of a dark horse, but, uh, I, I gotta
0: agree with you on the rams here all right and then dave the my my two wild card teams uh in the n f c uh no surprise one from the north one from the south again i think that you know the two best divisions uh not only in the conference but probably in the n f l as well uh i have the Packers coming out of the north as my wild card one and i have the falcons coming out of the south as my wild card two
1: jim i'm gonna go with the uh I picked the, the Packers to win, so I'm going with the the uh, Purple People Eater as the wild card one, and I am going with the, uh, the sexy-ass uniforms in the NFC South in the Carolina Blue, Carolina Panthers as the wild card two just for personal reasons.
0: All right, and then looking uh, way out in the future uh, into 2019, Dave, uh, who do you have as your NFC champion? I have, and I don't, like to say it um I have the Philadelphia Eagles
1: Philadelphia Eagles Jim come on
0: I I'm just saying
1: They're not even making the playoffs this year. You're you're so full of it.
0: For one of the few times in my life, Dave, I hope you're right.
1: <laughs> I knew that was coming up the only reason I set that up. Tee exactly. up and you smacked it out the park.
0: Exactly. Or yeah, to the right of the fairway, but it's where I'm most comfortable. So I'm going
1: to have the uh, I'm going to have the Los Angeles Rams beating the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC Championship game. Again, uh, Falcons will fall one game short of playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium.
0: Uh, Rams Falcons in the NFC title game uh, would be a whole lot of fun. All right, let's move Dave to the AFC. Uh, somebody didn't like your. Uh... You're no Eagles in the playoff comment there, Dave. So just, uh, you know, you're already getting the people fired up here on a Wednesday night. Uh, all right, let's look at the AFC East. I'm not even going to spend a lot of time. It's New England. That's the answer. It's New England.
1: I hate Brady, but it's New England. Yes. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be terrible this year. Uh surprise team out of there would be the Dolphins. Um, and I will talk to whoever doesn't like my Eagles comment in January when they're watching the playoff games like we are.
0: <laughs> um speaking of of your of your old pal touchdown tommy um he uh he said today he wants to play five more years would you uh would you be all right with that dave
1: i don't care i mean <laughs> i can hate on him i can hate on him if he's playing or retiring so it doesn't matter <laughs> um but uh tommy cheater is always are always around uh
0: little bastard all right uh let's look at the AFC North looking at this division man honest to god I feel like this was the hardest division to pick who was going to win uh especially in light of you know the Le'Veon Bell stuff with Pittsburgh I I I almost don't know like there shouldn't there almost shouldn't be a winner of this division I think this division has the potential to be the worst Uh, in football, that being said, I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens just because, um, Cleveland, although they will be improved, that's not saying a whole lot. Um, you know, Cincinnati is going to be terrible. I think, I think people are going to be shocked at how bad the Steelers are going to be. Uh, so I have the Ravens basically kind of by default.
1: I, I agree with you that this division is like ridiculously weird. But I can't go on the Ravens because I think they're having an identity crisis right now. I mean, they – they and I'm just talking solely from the quarterback position. They have two quarterbacks in uh, RG3 and Lamar who like to freaking do college scrambling craziness and run the ball. Um, and they have one of the worst passers of all time in Joe Flacco, but the dude just goes absolutely crazy in the playoffs. So – um I don't know what this Raven team is going to be. It's one of the teams that I really have no clue what to expect, and I'm kind of happy that they have Buffalo week one. Um, hint, hint, really good survivor pick. You might be the only time you can use them. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm taking the black and gold, especially since you didn't, uh, but I'm not quite so sure on this one.
0: Did Uncle, um, did Uncle Mitch
1: put I, you I up to this, Dave? I of the any of the four teams in this division to come out.
0: Did Uncle Mitch put you up to that? Did he pay you off? It's I'm, I'm a serious question there.
1: I mean, at least one black and gold team could win two playoff games.
0: <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. All right, NFC South. Uh, I didn't pick them last year out of anger, but I'm going back to my pick from two years ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I think This division has a lot of intrigue to me looking down over it, obviously with Andrew Luck coming back. To Indianapolis, um, you know, if he can stay healthy, I think that team can be competitive. I think Tennessee, if they can stay at full strength, has has the potential. Um, you know, there's 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 good football uh, to be played in the AFC South, but I do I, I do like the uh, the Jaguars coming out of this one. That you know, they're a team that was so close a year ago. I think they they almost got a little complacent. Uh, in the AFC playoffs, but uh, I think they, they're going to learn from that, and I think they're going to be a lot better. And I like Jacksonville, like I said in the South.
1: Well, Jim, it's very interesting that you make the Jacksonville pick because you pretty much just jinx them to fourth place. Just throwing <laughs> that out there, but um, this division is fascinating to me because you have the best defensive team with the, with the worst quarterback. I mean, the the quarterbacks in this division are Watson. Luck. Um, I can't even think of the other one at the Bordelais, moment because i being dumb.
0: Yeah. Bordelais, and then that's true. And then who? So you went Luck, Watson, Bortles, Mariota.
1: Yeah, Mariota is the other one. I mean, Mariota's not too big above Bortles, but I mean, he he's alive and breathing, so he's above Bortles. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I I think that this is this is fascinating in, in just the the sheer offensive talent that uh, is in this division, except for on Jacksonville. But Jacksonville is the exact opposite of every team and the sheer defensive talent that they have. So I am, uh, I'm going to kind of buck you again because I don't like your picks and like to be against you for some excitement. So I could say I told you so. Um, but I'm going to Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson to um, DeAndre.
0: All right. There you go. Uh, AFC West. Um, God, th- this, this one also, uh, I think outside of the, the team that wins, which I think will be the Kansas city chiefs. Um, you know, there, there's just so many questions. Uh, who are the chargers? At are, 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 some point, is that team going to live up to some sort of expectation? Uh, the Denver Broncos, I think, are a, a few years away. Um, the, you know, the defense is is starting to rebuild, but it's still nowhere near what they were a couple years ago when, when they literally carried Peyton Manning's broken-down old man dad bod across the Super Bowl championship. Um, Stop. What's that?
1: Freaking noodle. No, new arm Manning. How many times do I have to call that that guy out? Noodle Arm Manning
0: won a Super Bowl. It, well, Unbelievable. Well, I mean, hell, Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco won a uh, won a Super Bowl. So it goes to show that you if forgot you forgot
1: about Troy. You forgot about Troy Aikman.
0: You bite your tongue, sir. You bite your tongue. He wasn't a noodle arm. He wasn't as good as people think he was, but he was no noodle arm. Uh, regardless, uh, Kansas City comes out of the West here. Um, I'm intrigued. With, with with Chucky back in, in Oakland. Um and, and I can't wait till I see and it could happen as soon as this weekend, angry face Phillip Rivers, one of the biggest failure quarterbacks that there is out there.
1: Well, Jim, you you, you picked defense to win a division, but you picked the wrong division for the defense to win. I mean the defense is gonna win this division, it's gonna be the LA Chargers. Granted, they're probably the first team in football history to win a division when the quarterback throws eight interceptions in the fourth quarter during the course of the year. <laughs> but they're going to win this division, and that's a foreshadowing on the uh, picks ahead because you're clearly taking Kansas City, and I'm clearly taking the Lightning Bolts.
0: All right, uh, my two wild card teams, and and again, th- this this goes to a uh, a obviously difference of opinion for you and I. I have my wild card one is the Buffalo Bills. I, I think that, that they're going to run the ball really well. I think once uh, um, Allen takes over uh, at quarterback, which will probably be halftime this weekend, um, I, I think you know he'll he'll settle in there and do just fine. I think this is a product of the AFC um, being very good at the top. But but I don't think once once you get past kind of your your peak couple teams, I really think it's a freaking crapshoot. I, I don't think the AFC is that great of a conference. I think they have some of the best teams in the NFL, but the the conference as a whole, I don't think is super strong. My number two wild card, um, and maybe it, it maybe may call it the luck factor, but uh, with uh, with him coming back to Indy, I, I think that there's a lot of potential there. So Buffalo and Indy are my wild card picks. I apologize to the cities of Buffalo and Indianapolis.
1: Jim, what are you drinking tonight? Because I would like a couple sips of that for those picks. Oh, my goodness.
0: Uh, No comment as to the clear fluid that is in the bottle, sir.
1: Fair. I will take, um, as a wild card number two, I will take the fins down down in Miami. Um, Wild card number one is a little bit tougher. Um, I, I feel like I have to go with Jacksonville just because of how strong they are defensively and how bad the, uh, the AFC is. However, I'm very intrigued in, in, in this season on what Kansas City does. Um, Kansas City is the big wild card to me in this, in this whole AFC that I really can't place how they're going to be just given Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's got a freaking arm but uh, still questioning the accuracy that the man has. So um, all I'm picturing is a couple misfires to uh, you, your buddy, uh, Mr. Kelsey, there's the uh, tight end and uh, just oh, doc- watching Dr. the Douchebag. fireworks on the sidelines.
0: So you have Kansas City's your wild card one?
1: No, no, no. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the wild card one.
0: Oh, ah, okay.
1: Jaguars and Dolphins. Are all going right. off- wild card.
0: And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when I, when I went, uh, when I, when I went big boy pants and I made a big mistake and I, and I picked the Jaguars to do, um, you know, what, what maybe only I thought they could do. And they, they couldn't do it until last year. Uh, you know, it was, it was a bold play. So I'm going to go bold again here, Dave, with my Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm going to say that your AFC champion, in 2018, 2019, is those very Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Wow. Impressive, Jim. You you got something that was almost right last year. Good job. (laughs) I am taking... uh, I don't know who I'm taking because you're putting me on the spot and I haven't thought about this, but uh, clearly not taking Brady because he's a bastard and I hate him. (laughs) Um, We are going to take... We're going to take the uh, the 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 former San Diego Chargers, now the Los Angeles Chargers, Wow, over the Houston Texans wow. to get to the
0: Super Bowl. Are you wait? And I'm the one drinking. Okay, okay. Um, let's look ahead to February of 2019. Remember when
1: you picked the Jaguars and they had like one and a half wins all year?
0: Uh, looking ahead to February 2019. So you have the the battle of Smog City, the Rams and the Chargers. Although I think the Chargers play what in like Ingleside or something like that in a four hundred seat soccer stadium, which usually goes half empty for soccer. Um
1: how ironic would it be if the two Los Angeles teams are playing and they had to go the whole way to Atlanta to see the game. Just throwing that out there that I, I would find that pretty comical. They should just have it at the Rose Bowl.
0: That would that I mean that would be awesome. Change up the venue. I, of course, have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Dave, I know you understand this, if you really think about it, and and how us and and Twitter and things we put out there work, your Super Bowl champion, your back-to-back Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles.
1: I mean, you got life because I don't think the Eagles are making the playoffs. So one of us is going to be a genius and one of us is way wrong. So <laughs> probably got some life. Um, I I really uh, I, I'm going with the the Los Angeles Chargers here, uh, or not the Chargers, the Rams. Wrong Los Angeles team. It just flowed
0: better. Thank you. I was um, writing I, the I, word Rams. <laughs>
1: I, I, I am going with a close Super Bowl where the Chargers have the ball as time time is getting ready to expire, and Rivers throws an interception. Just be the culmination of his career.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and that would be you know there's there's two quarterback faces that the um, camera loves to zoom in on that I always enjoy, and it's Eli face, and it's Rivers face. I mean, could you imagine, with no time on the clock, Rivers' face when he throws that that interception? I mean, it would just, it would, it would make my year. It would make my year because the Cowboys are going to suck, and it would, yeah, it would just, it would absolutely make my year. Um, I two other things. By the way,
1: by the way, um, while we're talking about faces, you know our buddy Damian. You know he looks like Eli Manning. Just throwing that out there. If he's oh listening, he's going to kill me. But God. I don't care.
0: I don't know that I ever like really thought about it and now it's going to be one of those things that you you can't unsee. Oh wow. True thirds. Yeah, no, that's damn. Yeah, I almost like I, I almost feel bad for him, but like I mean I don't, but I almost do. So let's Dave look uh let's look out here. Um who will be the uh the NFL league MVP for this regular season? I have, um, just because I think he, he wants to continue the middle finger tour and because it will piss you off. Touchdown, Tommy.
1: Oh, uh, I don't even know how to acknowledge that the comment. comment. <laughs> um, I'm going Todd Gurley. Because he's a beast.
0: Yeah, the man, uh, the man is a monster. And then, Dave, looking way, 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 way out into the future, next springtime, spring of 2019, when uh, the, the ginger commissioner steps up to the podium, gets booed out of whatever city they're doing the draft in, it doesn't matter because everybody hates him, what team is selecting the first overall pick? I have the Detroit Lions. Um, I, I just, I feel like they're a team that like people want to be good. Um, but I think I, for, I just feel like the wheels are just going to fall off that, that bus. And, uh, the Detroit lions are your worst team and your number one pick in
1: 2019. Wow. That's, uh, that's a pretty bold statement. I mean, there, there's a lot of holes on the lines there that could be filled pretty easily, but, uh. Kind of running through the teams here on who I think is uh, pretty bad. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills have to be on the list. The the Browns, the Bungles, the whole NFC, the AFC North. <laughs> hmm. Jim, this is an interesting question. Right. Um. But, but with the first pick in a 2019 NFL Draft, the question is, who will the Dallas Cowboys select?
0: You know, Dave, um, most years that, that, that would anger me. But based on what I think the Cowboys are going to do, um, that would not, actually wouldn't surprise me. It actually would not surprise me if the Cowboys ended up with the number one pick.
1: I'm just throwing it out there. Both you and I think the Cowboys suck, so they probably beat the Panthers this week. And then I'm going <laughs> to wallow in self-pity and call in sick for this podcast next week.
0: Sounds good to me. Um, in, in case you do call out sick, Dave, I think Ryan says the, uh, the Dolphins are going to have the number one, number one pick next year. Certainly possible. I think you're crazy. You think the Dolphins are going to get into the, uh, into the playoffs, but Dave, as we close this thing up for week numbers, they,
1: they have four, free wins against the Jets and the Bills. I don't know what's crazy about that. I mean, they only have to win four out of their other 12 games and they're probably in the playoffs. Huh.
0: Well, good luck. Not with that, that, that I
1: think they're good. I think their schedule sucks.
0: Well, that that, that as well. Um, all right, Dave. Where can the uh, the people follow you on Twitter? You did change up the name, so give them the new Twitter address, and then we're gonna get out of yeah, here. Yeah, we're,
1: we're. Are we doing Are we doing game by game predictions? I forget what we discussed.
0: Game by game? No, no, no. We're not doing game by game this year. All
1: right, I just making sure. But I, I do like the Giants being the Jaguars. I just want that on record. So, um,
0: <laughs> fair enough.
1: Throwing it, just throwing that out there um we are at uh huddle up dave or huddle up big dave I forget what i made it but you're
0: huddle up dave You're huddle up dave on twitter
1: one of a kind baby <laughs> but uh we are we are huddle up dave at uh twitter and then show you how often i use the account um but we are we are there and alive and uh if you mention me maybe i'll start using the account more and we can uh we can have some uh, actual football conversation over the nonsense of Jim spews weekly. So um, we'll, we'll see what we can get, but uh, football is back, baby. All
0: right, Dave. We'll talk to you next week, bud. I think he muted me. I hung up on him. Uh, but, uh, Dave, just know, Dave, I, I tweet enough for the both of us. I do that for us. Uh, but until next week, everyone, uh, make sure you're following al- along with us on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, you have the page. Make sure you're liking it. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports and uh, enjoy the pigskin. Starting tomorrow, it's pretty much going to be every day through Tuesday, and then we're right back here with you next Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Subscribe to us, follow us, like us, share us, let everybody know about it. And until next time, go for the win.